This is a production of 1217 Media. Hey you guys, I'm back. Thank you so much for joining me. And if we can, let's call this part two from um, why I quit church. And now we're going to talk about and wrap up losing your identity in church. Ooh, this is gonna be good. It's gonna be so good, right? So as you can see, I'm kind of stepping out of the box here with the red lip and with a good old name brand, you know, name brand apparel on. And that's something that if you, you know, identify as a church goer and real churchy and oily, if you will, you would never wanna roll up on the Lord with a good red lip in a name brand item. Why? Because that's worldly, that's earthly. You, you're supposed to be in the world, but not of it. Sometimes we can take those things a little bit too far, a little bit too far to where you begin to drown out who you truly and authentically are as an individual. And I'm gonna hit on some points today that hopefully if you can identify with, you can really do some self um, assessment to just say, am I who I am pleased with? Am I someone that I truly can identify as and say, that's Christian, that's me authentically. I'm not acting like someone else. I don't have to turn on and off um, to be around certain people in church. I'm me all the time and I love who I am. A lot of us have lost our identities because we chose salvation, but honestly, when you choose the Lord, that doesn't mean you have to lose yourself in the mix. It simply means that you choose to be governed by a certain belief system and understanding, and if you will, commandments or laws that will allow you to live a certain standard in life. And there are certain things you don't wanna be associated with and you don't wanna be doing because it simply does not serve you in your beliefs. However, that doesn't mean that you have to become someone totally different just to fit in or just to get approval of man if your true goalpost is to please God. And that's something that we often find ourselves doing, but we don't always take the time to self-assess and say, mm, I did switch up there just to please them. And that's something I want us to always be cognizant of and us to always be accountable for with ourselves first. And so, as always, I will speak from a place of my own personal experience and my own personal encounters because I am not here to tell anyone else's story, just share my own and hopefully incite some thought-provoking conversations and dialogues that will allow you to increase in your own freedom and your own willingness to have wisdom for your own journey in life, spiritually and naturally. All right, so let's jump into my points here that I have. So if you see me looking down, that's what I'm going to. I'm going to my notes, okay? Um, losing my identity in church. So for myself, I can say my whole childhood up until adulthood when I got married and moved away from home, which was at the age of 21, I did not pay attention in church. I did not. I did not pay attention in church. I didn't care about church. I went because I had to. I went because... I was raised in that kind of household where you didn't have a choice, right? So you weren't going to stay home and not go. You was going because mama was going. And I wasn't even mad about it. It was cool. I enjoyed seeing my friends and socializing and talking to the people that I knew there. But for the most part, I was not living a life that actually cared about what was being taught. And I did not care about what was going on around me. And that's just being completely honest. And a lot of your children, if you have children and you are a churchgoer, they too would probably tell you the same thing. You probably wouldn't want to hear it, but they're only there because you're making them go. The end. Now, 
let's move into my adulthood life where I actually started caring about going to church and I chose to go to church. At that point, my husband and I had been married for a couple of months. We found a church home that my mother um, referred us to in Mississippi where we were living at the time. And honestly, I was, I kind of knew who I was. I was 21 and I knew that I was Christian, vibrant, vivacious, full of life, an outgoing person, an extrovert. I loved all things social, all things fun, all things turned. okay? I don't need alcohol and I don't need drugs to have a good time. Never have I ever needed it and I will never need it because I'm, I can be the life of the party in this room all by myself. <laughs> That's just a God-given ability and I'm grateful for that. I love being the life of the party authentically and uh, bringing people in. So um, we started going to a church and I did not have a problem with the ministry at all in the beginning because it literally was something that I felt like my husband and I were choosing to be a part of. It was something that um, I enjoyed doing. They were very charismatic. They were very accepting. It was just um, it was refreshing to be an adult in church now actually caring about the word and it actually being something that I wanted to hear. Like I, I didn't find myself going to sleep or dozing off or anything. I was actually connecting to it because it was being taught in a way that I could digest it. Nobody was talking over my head at this point. Um, but the longer I was in church, I started feeling as if though pieces of me were disintegrating. I really... I didn't want to say certain things or act a certain way because I didn't want people to look at me a certain way. Like they knew that I was outgoing and I, I was kind of, you know, I was quick with it and I could throw jokes and I can, you know, roll with the best of them, make them laugh, make you laugh. But I really wasn't me at that point. I felt, felt like I was putting on an act, if you will. Um, I knew what to say. I knew how to dress. I was on the praise and worship team. I did the announcements and I knew the expectations. Like I knew the expectations and I followed them. I fell in line. Church became our life. It was just Courtney and I. We didn't have children at the time. We lived, we breathed, we slept, we dreamt church. That was it. That was our life. That's what we put our all into. And it wasn't a bad thing, but at the same time, we literally started just losing the elements that would cause us to have true um uh if true connection with self to know who God was for ourselves and actually seek him on our own behalf. But we really started just wanting to please our pastor and please our leader and not really go after the aspirations that were really inside of us. And so there were some things that we would do, but a lot of things we hid a lot. I, me, I can speak for me. I suppressed a lot of things about myself because I didn't want other people to think that I wanted certain things that weren't godly. Right. So I've always been a dresser. I've always wore heels. I'm talking about four and five inch heels on a weekday. OK, I don't need a Sunday or a special occasion to pop out with no stilettos pumps in the club. Yes, that was me. <laughs> so that's what I did. And so the more I was around certain people and church environments, I started to like dial it down, dial it back because I didn't want to seem like I wanted too much. I didn't want to seem like um, I was into certain things that other people weren't. There were people who made it seem as if though um, that was just too worldly. You wanted too much. Uh, that was materialistic. You wanted, you needed to kill your flesh and crucify your flesh daily. And you shouldn't be attracted to those things because you need to be focused on the kingdom and winning souls for the kingdom. Well, what about me being happy as a Christian? 
it's almost as if, as if though the mindset of choosing salvation means that you have to literally suffer as well. And I don't believe in that. I do not believe that me choosing the Lord means that I immediately have to take on becoming a martyr for the faith. When do I ever enjoy the privilege of being a part of the heavenly kingdom? Like, when do I ever get those benefits? If you want to just drop down in the comment section and tell me, when do I cash in my benefits of actually becoming a Christian? Not just when I get to heaven. Surely, surely not. That's, surely that's not what y'all want me to wait for. Because I'm not waiting for that. I want mine right now. End it. I want a now and later. Okay? Um, kind of reward. So that's what I felt myself doing. Losing pieces of myself. And so now I'm going to get into my points here. Um, continuing to go further into it. And hopefully at any point if something triggers you or if you can relate to this, you'll know that these are some things that you should seriously start reconsidering getting back to the foundation of you so you can serve God with a pure authentic heart and not one that is tainted by the perception of man um giving up things that you enjoy because it was a part of your past life before salvation so I've heard of this I've seen this um I've even done it right so let's just full transparency here right so um if it's listening to worldly music there are people that once they become um, saved and Christians, they no longer listen to uh, rap, R&B, hip-hop, pop, any of that. It's just all gospel music. Um, I used to feel like that. There were times when I listened to Christian rap instead of rap music because um, it wasn't serving and it wasn't um, pleasing to the Lord, right? The lyrics, the words, the sound, or where it would make, possibly take your mind back to uh, back in the day when you lived a uh, worldly life. Well, for me, and this is just my thought process, this is just how I uh, reconcile it for me. I know that if I enjoy a song, if I enjoy the lyrics, if I like the music, the sound, the artist, I am going to enjoy that guilt-free and it does not make me any more or any less of a Christian or a saint or a sinner because I decide to listen to certain kind of music that you don't want to listen to. There are certain gospel songs that I don't like to listen to because it's so downtrodden and it's so heavy. I mean, it's so heavy. When you think about some of the Christian lyrics and words, sometimes I'm nothing. Um, I'm worthless. I need you to save me, but I've pick salvation already why do I have to continue to sing about my unworthiness and my lowliness and my nothingness without you I pick you that's like me saying um I picked my husband but I still need him to prove his love to me oh my god without you I wouldn't know what to do I ain't got nothing without Courtney because if Courtney don't pay the bills and if Courtney don't go to work then I'll never make it I'll never survive I would never have a life that I live after five like oh my gosh that is a level of humility, if you will, or humbling yourself. I get it in the presence of your Savior, right? But if you picked him and you chose him, why do I con con like constantly have to um, sing those songs that just says I'm worthless and I'm nothing without you? The Lord knows who we are, right? He knows that he... He died on the cross, right? His son died on the cross for our sins and we're saved. And now we have redemption. And now we we are free to live and to enjoy all that he has created. But that's not what it makes it seem like. You still have to lose in order to gain his approval and his love. 
And I think that that is such a hurtful place to be in when everything that you're doing is always chasing after him. And the goalpost is consistently moved because you're never good enough. Your love, your words, your worship, your praise is never good enough because I saved you and I ain't have to do that. You ain't have to do it, but you did, Lord. I'm so glad that you did. If you hadn't, if I would have been a sinner uh, uh, in hell, how? Why? I've, I've, I've picked you. So that shouldn't consistently be the story that I have to tell or the, the way that I have to live, constantly losing things in my life just to say that I still choose you. I have to give up basketball. I got to give up red lipstick. I got to give up makeup. I got to give up red fingernail polish. I can't paint my toes. I can't wear pants. Can't wear jewelry. Can't have long earrings. Can't wear no lashes, Lord. Can't go out to no name brand, nothing, Jesus, because without you, none of that would be. Well, why can't I choose him, have him, and have these things that are good in the earth as well and enjoy my salvation and let other people see the light? I've decided to serve the Lord and this is what my life looks like. Honey, I have yet to find somebody who wants to follow someone who is broken down, busted, and disgusted. Yes, sign me up for that. Who you said you with? Okay, you with Liberty Mutual, but they don't cover none of your accidents when you have them. They don't fix your house. They don't cut you no checks for water damage, for heat, for nothing. Yes, definitely that plan. I want that same plan you got, girl, because that looks like the come down. Not the come up, but the come down. Um, but the letdown, if you will, the letdown. I don't want the come up. I want that letdown plan. That's literally what we're telling people when we talk about how we chose salvation and we chose Christ, but we lost everything else in ourselves. We, it's not like we became more, um, free and we became more, um, empowered in, in, in our own individuality. We lost it. We lost everything. We don't want to talk to our old friends and family no more. We want to distance them. We push them away. We say no to them because they don't look like us or think like us or, or talk like us or believe like us. You're doing yourself a disservice, right? Because if you, if the point is to add people to the kingdom, how can you do that if you start cutting people off and you start writing people off because they don't believe like you and look like you and think like you? That's not the way that this works. But if you let the church tell it, leave it all behind. Stop listening to that music. Stop wearing those clothes. Stop going to those places. Don't hang out around them people no more because you are better than that. That's literally what that says. When you go to some churches, they want you to disconnect so that they can pump you up with all this other stuff. And it usually is more man serving than it is God serving. Next point, having no earthly aspirations because only the things of God matter and are eternal. Um, I've seen this time and again. I know people personally who uh, once they became Christians, once they chose salvation, they literally almost zapped out and no longer wanted anything in their personal lives. They have no aspirations. They don't talk about school. They don't talk about education. They don't talk about career driven goals. They don't talk about traveling. They don't talk about saving. They don't talk about buying real estate um, leaving inheritances to their family. Everything is so church focused that nothing else matters to them. They don't talk about building for who's here on earth. They talk about only um, getting to heaven and then receiving their reward. 
And you have to understand that what that is has set you up for so much bondage here because when you see people living a life that truly is happy and truly is fulfilled, you start judging them and saying, oh, they got all that, but they ain't got no relationship with the Lord. Well, that's fine if that's how you feel, but more than likely you're speaking from a place of jealousy and envy because you don't have it. You're not truly happy. You're striving every day to please God. I don't want to strive to please God every day. I don't want to struggle to please him. I want to live a life that is easy to please him because I'm just not doing stuff that don't make sense or that's wrong. Why do I have to struggle to hold on to my salvation? Why do I have to be broke? Why do I have to be crying and begging the Lord to bless me in order to please him? That sounds like a narcissistic God to me to where I don't want you to have nothing. I want you to have to beg me for everything I give you. Oh, I ain't blessing you to your bed. I ain't blessing you till you drop down on your knees. I wasn't thinking about giving her nothing because she stood up while she was praying. I don't play that. That's literally what you're saying to me about the same God that is supposed to be a good father that blesses us and loves us affectionately and wants to see nothing but for us to prosper in health and in wealth. It's a lot of double-mindedness mindedness that goes on in the church culture that I feel like a lot of people don't understand. They're actually doing God a disservice when they teach him the way that they teach him. The way that they paint him to be is not to be a good father at all. It's actually to be very cold and callous and one that is um, calculated in punishing you if you don't do that which he desires for you to do. But he also gives you free will. But that's another video. I'm just telling you how people lose their identity so much in church that they forget that they actually still have a purpose and a mission after they choose God. It's not for you to cut people off. It's for you to continue to grow in those environments and be a light so that they too will wonder what you did to get to that point of freedom, that level of success, that level of growth, that level of clarity, that level of wealth in all areas of life. That's when you can testify. That's when you can soul win. You can't soul win when you're trying to holler at people from the parking lot, from the church parking lot on the sidewalk. Don't nobody want to come in when you hollering at them. Well, you finna go to the club. You dress like a hoe. You finna go to the club. You need to come in here and get some prayer. That's not how this is going to work. Isolation does not beget um, uh, 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 salvation. You can't isolate yourself and then want people to come to you to get saved. I don't know nothing about you. You stand off every time you come around. You go to a family function. Oh, no, girl, you know she ain't gonna come over here and talk to you. She go to such and such church. They don't play with us. That's literally what people are saying about some of us. No, sorry, some of you, because I don't go to church. Um, but that was the last video. Check that out if you missed it. Um, so yeah, giving up earthly aspirations because you simply don't want to appear to care about things of the world. It's not fair. You still need an education because you still need to pay your bills. You still need a uh, vacation time so that you can relax yourself from your job and your day-to-day -day life and your day-to-day -day, um, anxieties or pressures or stressors. You shouldn't be suppressing these things because you don't want man to have a problem with what you've decided to do with your free time and with your life. And that's where it's a problem. I'll never forget the time Courtney and I went to Los Angeles, California for our anniversary in 2015. Child, y'all should have saw the subliminal post that says that was being made about us um, from close friends that we knew. We knew, like we knew, knew, knew them. Okay, we knew them. 
I ain't gonna say too much because I don't want to give away who I'm talking about. But we knew them. And they were making subliminal posts about lusting after the things of the world and being in certain environments and you shouldn't even want to go to certain places. And I'm like, what? Why are y'all, why are you doing this? Like, you know who we are, but why is where we decide to vacation or go such a problem? Just because you don't go out of town and do nothing, that has nothing to do with me. I still desire to see the world. I still desire to have experiences. Call them worldly if you want to. I don't care. I'm not going to be out here with no local portfolio. And you can do with that information what you want. But for me and my house, we're going to travel the world. Okay? All right? And hashtag thank you, Jesus, underneath every picture. From the Eiffel Tower um, to the Bellagio. Okay? I want to see all of it. Because he didn't create all of this just for me to see the local uh, Dairy Queen. I don't play, don't play with me like that. And so that's the kind of things where you tend to lose your identity and suppress the things that you actually want and you want to trust God for to bring through for you, but you don't say them out of your mouth or share them with other people because you don't want them to think that you want worldly things. Stop cutting yourself off to make other people feel good about what they don't want or what they don't have enough faith to trust God for to do for them. Stop doing it. Stop sharing it with people who don't have enough faith to trust God to do it for them. But if you have enough, activate your own faith, set up your own thoughts, your own meditation, your own focus, and go after the things that your heart truly desires. Because what you end up doing is cutting off your life just to be able to exist around them and their misery. And I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. Um, next up and lastly, Losing sight of who you are to please God, but actually others. I just tapped on it. I just spoke on it. I literally just gave that benediction, people. You have to understand that if other people could muster up enough strength and enough audacity, because it seems like audacity is for sale out here, because people got a lot of it. Audacity is at an all-time high where people feel like just because you've decided to follow Christ, they can control who you actually are in him. And that's not what this is about. That's not what this is about. I have children and I can't control every aspect of their lives. I shouldn't actually even want to. Because when they're no longer under my tutelage, when they're no longer under my leadership and they go on to be young adults and in college or not go to college and just become business owners or whatever they decide to do, they're going to have to have enough skills enough maturity and enough value and self-worth to where they can stand on their own. But a lot of times when you lose your identity in church, it serves the people who are over you because it allows them to continue to perpetuate mindsets and um, to project. It allows them to project onto you what they themselves have come short in. And it's not fair, it's not right, and that's not how you should live your life. So if any of these things are something that you can relate to or you feel as if though they're your truth or they're where you currently are or you can remember times when you actually did pull back who you were just to allow other people to shine in their misery or to make you feel as if though all those things, you lusting after the things of the flesh. Okay, if that's how you feel about it, but that's not going to make me stop wanting it. I want to go to the beach. I want to put on a bathing suit, a two-piece. If you will, <laughs> some things truly aren't that deep. They're simply a problem for the people you're around. And that's not how you equate God's grace and God's love in your life. You equate it by how you feel when you do it. Not about how, other feels, how others feel when you do it. That's not how this goes. And never forget 
that you cutting off your identity and losing your identity because you chose salvation and you go to church, that doesn't help people who actually need your testimony, who actually need to hear from you and see people, real authentic people who can relate to them. Think of how many people who aren't in church or who don't have a strong belief system or a foundation and they're just out here walking around with nothing or no compass, no morals and no integrity. They need people who have the light or the answers or can at least give them some guidance to partner with them, to help them, you know, to just shed some light on some dark places in their lives. But if you've tapped out and you decided that you're going to act perfect and holier than thou, you've cut them off from the good news. And I thought that's what we were here to, to, to share. I thought that that's why we chose God so that we could help others to see his love and to feel his love through their engagement and interaction with us. So always remember that whoever you are, whoever you were created to be, find those great, those great parts of you. And if you have decided to choose salvation and you, you are a believer, you are a Christian, great. Magnify those areas in your life so that others too can see them, benefit from them, and ask you, how are you so free and liberated in your truth? Don't try to change who you are for the people who are already around you. They already messed up. They don't need your help, okay? In the words of Project Pack, don't save them. They don't want to be saved, all right? They think they saved, let them stay where they at. But you, if you know who you are and you remember all the good times that you used to have when you played basketball and you used the hopscotch child or jump rope, double dutch, go swimming or whatever you were good at, get back to being you. There's no sin in being true to self, all right? All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for this for, for another <laughs> amazing video here in Christian's Corner. Hopefully, I will see you in the next video. Um, if you have any comments or any questions or you want me to cover any topics, feel free to, de to, to send me a message or to comment down below, and I will greatly do that. So many great videos and story times are to come, and I hope that you will stick, stick around and stay tuned for those too. All right. Bye. This is a production of 1217 Media.